Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. You can listen and subscribe to the show for free on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. For network or show information, visit byteradio.me. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Sue Frederick, and she is a master numerologist and soul regression therapist. She is a channel, clairvoyant, claircognizant, and clairaudient who receives wisdom from guides and departed loved ones to help you heal grief and find your purpose. With her powerful intuition, she uses sacred numerology and mystical information to facilitate access into a divine lens to heal your life. Sue has been a guest on hundreds of radio shows and TV interviews, featured in major magazines and newspapers, and is author of more than 11 books. After suffering a tragic loss, Sue became a sacred numerology practitioner, and she brings a deeply enlightened perspective to using numbers as navigational tools for deciphering the soul's journey and connecting to departed loved ones. She is the author, again, of 11 books, including Through a Divine Lens, which is a newly released book, and also practices to quiet your ego and align with your soul, a sacred numerology workbook, Bridges to Heaven, Two Stories of Loved Ones on the Other Side, and Happiness of Longing, a memoir. Oh, and also, and I see your dream job, so she is into that uh, career aspect as well. So for more information, you can visit Sue's website, which is careerintuitive.org. Now that, I'd like to welcome Sue to the show. Good day, Sue. Oh, I'm so happy to be here with you today, Robert. Thank you. I am looking forward to our conversation and and, and enlightening our listeners as far as uh, numerology and also, I mean, uh, past life regression, soul regression, and, and your past life stuff. So, boy, you have quite a... Uh, tool test of, of um, <laughs> modalities that you use. So let, let's first start with, you know, when did you first recognize the, you know, your Claire, you know, um, abilities? Well, I would say that the real question is, when did I figure out how to survive here in the earth realm? <laughs> because I came in with such intuition and sensitivity, and I was, you know, most of my chart is Pisces, and I'm a 22 master soul, so I came in with this great kind of knowingness. I heard voices, I saw spirit as a child, and it was the 50s, you know, and that was not something that the world was <laughs> acceptive, uh, accepting of, and I was growing up Catholic, and uh, so I would say that most of my journey was learning not to tell people about what I was experiencing, because then I would be rejected or called weird, and and yet I had precognitive dreams from the time I was quite young. I would share them with my family, and then they would happen the next day or so down to the detail. And the time-space continuum always confused me, especially when I was a child, because in the divine realms, it's not linear time. It's happening all at once. And in my child mind, I could see things in the future, and I would bring them up to people and you know, it it didn't go over well in the 50s, I could say. <laughs> so my life was more a matter of trying to figure out how to pretend that I was like everybody else. And, um, and I did okay through high school pretending that, you know. 
And then I knew that I was a writer from the time I was a young age. But what I also know now is that that was channeling. I was channeling in divine beings telling me what to write because I was, you know, proclaimed the high school poet and everything. And and I knew it wasn't me because I didn't, I wasn't very smart in the left brain way, but I knew how to open up and just let things come through me. And so when it came time to go to college, I said, I want to be a writer. It's the only thing I know how to do. And I want to go to a creative writing program. And again, it was the 60s by this point, And my family said, well, you need to make a living. So you need to go study journalism, not creative writing. And as anybody knows who writes, those are two very different things. <laughs> and you have to sort of have a very outgoing personality, a confidence to be a journalist. And I didn't have that. So... I went off to University of Missouri to start journalism school in a very powerful year of 1969 when Vietnam War was raging and there was rioting across every college campus. And pretty soon I found my weird people, friends, (laughs) (laughs) and I kind of never went home again. And... It was great, though. I really found people who were like-minded and began to gain my confidence and find my way here. Yeah, well, I, I can certainly relate to the 50s growing up in that, which was my time period as well, and the Catholic, and it's still a recovering Catholic ah, to this day. Right. <laughs> so, I know, I know that, you know, that, that dogma, you know, can really sometimes wreak havoc, you know, with someone who is intuitive and, and um, you know, it, it's, you know, it, it's one of those things where, uh, for for me, you know, I've, I've spent most of my life after, you know, after that kind of introduction and training, you know, to undo what was learned, right. you know, and, um, you know. You know, and then in I, the Catholic I, Church... We're born mm-hmm. guilty, right, Robert? Mm-hmm. Original That's sin. Right. <laughs> like there, there is no other religion on earth that says babies are born in sin. I mean, to me, I just can't even believe that they still teach that. You know? <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, and it's kind of like you know, you're you're starting off with a strike against you, right? You know, right. and you kind of have, and you have to spend your whole life trying to. You know, undo or make up for that strike that you had. And, and you know, God has a computer, right? And God has a computer program where He's keeping track of everything you're doing wrong. You know, according to the Catholic dogma. So it's kind of a no-win situation, and it really went against my knowingness that God was a loving being, a loving consciousness, because I had connection to that God. And I could ask for things and and get the answers and and get help with stuff in a loving way from spirit. And so by the time I left home at 17, you know, I was done with the Catholic Church. And I studied yoga and theosophy and and Buddhism and Hinduism and everything I could get my hands on because I was spiritually hungry to find out the truth. Who is God? Why do we suffer? What is, why are we here on earth? And really to find answers that resonated. And I can say that that has been a lifelong, incredible journey. And I've dipped my toe in every spiritual path, every religion. I learned to meditate deeply in an ashram, which I will cherish for the rest of my life, have a Hindu teacher who really helped me. And also, of course, in miracles at Unity Churches. And then in my 60s became a unity minister because they believe God is a loving consciousness that runs this universe, just like I already knew to be true. Mm -hmm. So I've aligned with that. But I will never be a minister in a church because I am just, I'm sort of your alternative girl. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. My my kind of person. Well, you know, and I think the one thing that, um, 
No, when I look at it in hindsight, one thing that is, I guess, a benefit to having that uh, very restrictive youth is that um, once you break free of that and, you know, you go on the journey and learn about different um, truths is that you then are kind of empowered to be able to help others, you know, through right. that. Right. I mean, Robert, I can guarantee you that you were like me. I was going to become a nun. I knew that I could, I wanted to devote my life to God. I wanted to pray and live in that world of connection to God. And uh, and then all of a sudden I saw the Beatles on TV and I knew that I was not going to be a nun. <laughs> I can thank Paul McCartney and John Lennon for pulling me out of that and helping me understand the world was a bigger, better place and I didn't have to be a nun. Thank you, God. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I had I had the um, being an altar boy experience, and you know, and mm -hmm. learning the mass in Latin, you know, and it's like not yeah. knowing one word I was saying. <laughs> you know, I mean, here I am. Right. You know, and then I realized that you know the idea of ringing the bell on cue just wasn't wasn't going to be for me. So um, <laughs> you know, the, the priesthood wasn't really a, a thought for for very long. For me. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Um, so now, um, when, you know, I, I noticed that in, in one of your books that you begin it with an out-of-body uh, vision that you had right. for that, um, right. you know, during an illness in 2015. So um, I'm curious to, 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 you know, learn about that and, and just um, your out-of-body experience. Yeah. Well, I think I have to go back to when I was 29 years old. So after I left home and I got myself through school, ended up getting a degree in psychology instead of journalism, even though later I went back to grad school and became a writer and all of that, um, in my 20s, I ended up uh, teaching for Colorado Outward Bound, leading groups up mountains. And... It's it was really about me learning to believe in myself because we always offer to others the work that heals us as well. And here I was, this unconfident person. And so by learning to be a mountain climber and a rock climber and then empower and teach others to do that, I was empowering myself as well. And in that process, I met this beautiful man named Paul Frederick, in our 20s, we fell deeply in love, and then he was diagnosed with colon cancer, and this was the 70s before there was even such a thing as colonoscopies. And so they gave him two weeks to live, and we said, no, we're going to figure out how to create a miracle here. And we went on the journey of conventional treatment and alternative treatment. We had... Even in the 70s, we had amazing experiences with energy workers and rebirthers and alternative nutrition. And, uh, and most of all, we saw a Native American healer named Keith Fool's Crow who began working with Paul's spirit and helping him prepare to cross over. Even though we went to him for a miracle cure, he quickly said to Paul, I'm going to help you deal with the pain, and I'm going to help you leave your body when it's time. And to me, he said, you agreed to go through this journey with Paul. You need to buck up and get strong and and help him get through this and help him cross. And neither Paul or I wanted to hear that, but that ended up being the truth. And then two months later, Paul died in my arms. But his death was so beautiful and so conscious that he showed me his spirit lifting up from his body. He showed me his soul flying out to the mountains. And then that night, he was in bed with me. I could feel his body up against mine, hugging me. And a being of light reached over me and tapped him to tell him he couldn't stay here. <clears throat> kind of lifted him up. And from then on, this was 1979, 1980, 
I was taken on so many out-of-body journeys with Paul, and he was showing me how it all works, and he was showing me the divine order of this life, even though when we're in the thick of it, we can't see that divine order. And he became my greatest spiritual teacher of this lifetime. He still is. 43 years later, he comes back to me with messages, with guidance, to help me with my work with clients. I was giving a talk this past weekend, and I was about to go on stage, and suddenly I felt like I needed Paul's encouragement next to me, and I felt and saw him sitting beside me holding my hand, telling me that he would help me, that I had this. And when I went out on the stage, he was very much with me, helping me give the message So he remains my great spiritual teacher. But then I had other experiences of other friends. A year later, my best girlfriend died of leukemia. She had been my friend since first grade. And when she left her body, she took me. I didn't know she had crossed that night, and I was sleeping in my own home miles away. And she came to me in dreams, and lifted me out of my body and showed me the great beauty, made me laugh so hard all night, flying me around, showing me our friends, making me laugh, laugh, laugh till my stomach muscles were hurting the way Chrissy had always done when I was young with her. And I woke up that morning going, wow, I was with Chrissy all night, and she was making me laugh so hard. I picked up the phone to call her. And her mother said, you know, well, she went into a coma and she crossed last night. But she had come to me right away to show me that it was all love and light and laughter the minute we're out of the body. So fast forward through many of those experiences and we get to 2014. And by this time, I'm making my living working with clients, using numerology, intuitive guidance, helping them with career, life purpose, grief, connecting to departed loved ones, all thanks to Paul and Chrissy and all the spirits who've helped me by then. And I come home from teaching a grief-shifting workshop, and I was tired. I got really sick. I got about 104 degrees of fever, and it burned away for about three days. And on the third day, I was lifted out of my body and shown this vision of planet Earth. I was held by the guides and angels sort of in outer space where I could see planet Earth at a distance and how beautiful it was. And I was shown all of these light beams jutting out from the earth, miles from the earth, like you could just see beams of light shooting out into space from earth. And then one light was sparking another light to um, to come on. And that moving river of light was circling the whole globe, the whole planet earth. And my guides said, those lights are souls awakening to their higher consciousness on earth realizing that we're on that you're on earth to love and have compassion and live from your God consciousness self, not your ego self. And and the guide said every time a light beam comes up from a soul waking up, it sparks another soul awake. And they said, Sue, what you have to teach on earth, because you can see it here is that the light is always winning. It's always filling the dark spaces of Earth. Even when down in the minutia of Earth, it may not seem that way. They said the love is always winning. The light is always winning. And they just were drilling that into my consciousness all night. And I remember waking up, and it was 2014, and I was kind of, curious why because i believed at that time yeah the light is always winning the love is always winning everything's cool Mm -hmm. and little did i know the next few years would be covid and political turmoil and even my current husband gene being diagnosed with cancer and us having to move all kinds of stuff was going to happen in the next few years and that vision carried me through and continues to carry me through it all. 
and it totally inspired my newest book through a divine lens because I teach people in that book how to remember their higher consciousness, how to connect through meditation, through affirmative prayer, through all kinds of tools and techniques that lift us out of that minutia view and show us that bigger picture of the light and love always winning. Wow. Um, You know, and especially in in today's times when, you know, it does look like the the dark is rising, you know, um, that, uh, you know, to keep that that, uh, perspective of light always winning. Do how does how does that you know you've gone through that experience so now you you kind of had that personal um you know perspective kind of shift mm-hmm. how how has that helped you like you know in, in your daily life you know like you say you know recently you've had some having to do some things that just would be considered a you know a challenge or or mm-hmm. you know I would say necessarily dark but 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 you know yeah. well, the way I see it, Rob is that you know all of us here on Earth agreed to come down here our souls we were all hanging out in the divine lands we were having a great time because it's unconditional love and learning there and ascension and we have masters we can study with I mean. It's really a beautiful, extraordinary place once we're out of the body. But we were all hanging out there, and 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 our guides said, hey, you guys, Earth needs help. The consciousness there is really coming to a tipping point of waking up. So who's willing <laughs> to go down there <laughs> and sign up for a lifetime on Earth, which all beings recognize as the hardest place of evolutionary growth. Who's willing to drop down in there and when you get there, not forget or find a way to remember that you are there to spread the light and the love in spite of how hard it is to be there without being beat up and hurt and disappointed and angry and afraid all that stuff that comes with being on Earth, the dense energy of this realm. And, you know, Rob, we raised our hands, you and me, and we said, I'm willing. <laughs> many what was times that I've, said, I've said to my guys many times, okay, I made a mistake, all right? And can you take me back now, you know? But but the truth is, you, Rob, as numerologically you know, you're a Pisces 9 old soul. You've been to Earth many times. This is your final wrap-up life, and you agreed that you were going to bring a higher message to the world, and here you are doing that. I'm sure you've had your own beat-up lifetime stories to get you here. Because the truth is, none of us drop into Earth and remember who we are from the get-go. We get trained by teachers, by loving parents, to adhere to the logic mind, the rules of society, conventional uh, living, conventional ways of making a living. And my advantage, I would say, is that my left brain was very underdeveloped when I got here, and I was so in touch with my right brain that, mm-hmm. you know, today today I would be called an ADHD kid or whatever, but I could never learn in a linear way when I was growing up. So I had to turn to writing and analyzing from a different perspective, which turned out to be my saving grace because it became my channel to the divine. But many people are much more equally balanced in their left and right brain. And so when their parents say, hey, be logical, learn how to pass this multiple choice test in school, they do it, you know. So the world kind of rewards them for leaning into that left brain logic. And they get accepted and loved for being successful in that world. But then we all have reinvention points, and we have these times where everything falls apart. But that's great. That's when we finally, again, say, wait a minute. What is going on here? Why is there suffering on earth? Who am I? And all the important questions. That's when we begin the waking up journey. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. This was my last time because I said I, I proclaimed <laughs> to my God, "This is it. This is it." No, well, no, you are no, correct. No, no. I did. I have recently opened up myself to the possibility of different dimensional. You know, uh, yeah. incarnation. Yeah. So yeah. I thought, you know, you know, I can I can possibly do that, but you know, we're gonna have to talk about that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> well, the thing so, is, our uh, souls choose it. I do want to tell the listeners there is a lot of scary stuff out being told and taught that there is an endless cycle of reincarnation that we get caught into. You know, the Buddhists even kind of teach that. And I have studied Buddhism intensely, and I've studied the origins of the Bible and the Aramaic text. And what I know to be true is that our souls, when we leave the body, we do a life review, and it's very loving, but we get to see the ripple effect of all of our actions, good and bad. And our soul decides, hey, I really hurt a lot of people. I'm going to kind of hang out here and learn some more, and then I'm going to try to go in and do better. Or our soul can say, I just need to be here and help from here, because when I go down there, I seem to forget who I am. Our soul make that choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, I can, I can, that to me, that just, you know, resonates, you know, real clearly. And, and, uh, last week I had um, a woman on, an author, Isabella Green, who wrote a book called, um, uh, Leaving the Reincarnation Trap, you know, and it was very much the idea of, you know, that there isn't a, it isn't necessarily, you know, you know, constant, unending reincarnation, you know, aspect. Yep. Yeah. Um, now we're going to take a, a break in, in, in a couple minutes, um, Sue. So, um, and then when we come back, I do want to let the listeners know you graciously um, agreed to, you know, to do a couple kind of short um, numerology. Um, Kind of readings, I guess, um, you know, for, for people, and we'll get to those right right after the break. Um, but w- one other um, thing I wanted to ask you before we we move into the break was the idea of of past lifetimes. You know, um, you know, since we were talking about reincarnation and that kind of thing, um, is w- what is your perspective of um, you know? The um, like so many people wanted to be Marie Antoinette reincarnated. You know the, the reincarnation oh, no. of of some you know, some of the famous yeah. folks. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was trained by an amazing person, Dr. Linda Botman. She had been a psychologist, professional PhD psychologist for forty years. <clears throat> when she had her own spiritual awakening spurred by grief, by the loss of her business partner, friend, and then she started seeing spirit, and in psychology, that's considered a no-no, right? So she began studying things and then uh, became trained by the original, uh, the author of the original books on soul reincarnation, travel, past life memories, and so she studied with him, and now she trains uh, soul regression therapist and I took her training and I feel like it was stellar training because the way I take people on the, the guidance to see their past life it is an intention that we experience a past life that has significant meaning and insight to where you are in today's life and I've done it now for hundreds of people I've written some of the transcripts in my book through a divine lens, and it's all very normal lifetimes, just in a different time period, where sometimes they really begin to understand, gee, I had a relationship in that past life with the person who died early in this life and broke my heart, but now I understand how that played out because I know what happened in a past lifetime with us. And so it brings healing. It brings 
wisdom. It brings understanding of why we are suffering from certain things on in this life, not a payback reincarnation, but something that our soul said, gee, in my past life I was so dependent on others. I gave my power away to the people around me. And one of them was this beloved soul who's been a soulmate of mine in many lives. And so when in this life, when they died young, I had to learn to survive on my own and find my inner strength, and I have done this. So my soul chose it. I'm using an example of a client, and that's how these past lifetimes regression sessions help people make peace with what they're going through today. Okay, great. Well, we were a little past halfway through the show, so I want to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll take a couple callers and talk numerology, okay? Okay. Everyone, everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,600 shows that we have had during the past 12 years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, nature photography, calendars, and 5 by 7 photo greeting cards. Our show is a free podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iHeart Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, etc., and we also have buttons to those platforms on the top of our homepage. Our website, byteradio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, I'm just... Okay, everyone, thank you for staying with us. Again, today my special guest is Sue Frederick, and we're talking about uh, numerology, soul regression, past lives. Uh, she is author of more than of, of 11 books, um, including her newest one, Through a Divine Lens. And you can find out more uh, about Sue by visiting the website, which is careerintuitive.org. Okay, with that, we're back, Sue. Hey. Well, also, tell the listeners there's an easier way to get to my website, just suefrederick.com. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I should have asked that first, but I am going to make sure that that is in the, the show page description, suefrederick.com. Dot com, yeah. Yeah, and that's, by the way, it's S-R-E-D-E-R-I-C-K. So just want to let people know that's a little E-R in there. Okay, so great. Thank you for that. Okay, now um, we've got several callers, and, and, you know, we're going to be able to just do three. Um, but you, you did um, get my information beforehand. So can you tell us a little bit, first tell us a little bit about you know, the idea of, of numerology and, yeah. you know, its um, significance in helping, you know, understand purpose. Well, you know, the great thing, again, Paul, my first husband, was definitely my uh, greatest spiritual teacher because it was when he died that I was so lost, I was turning 30, and I couldn't find my purpose. He was gone. I could no longer teach mountaineering. I just knew that phase of my life was over. I was a writer, but I couldn't get a job as a writer. I was in such a a very uh, hard place. And all of you who are in your late 20s, turning 30, that's a time called the Saturn return where often we need to figure out what our soul mission is for the lifetime. And at that point, a numerologist 
came to do a session with me to help me with my grief about Paul. Um, it's so funny because I wasn't really interested in numerology at the time, but a girlfriend said, oh, my gosh, you've got you've to do a reading with this woman. She's incredible. And, and she came and gave me an hour-long numerology reading where she looked at my path, Paul's path, our soul agreement, why he had crossed the way he had crossed, why I was still here, what my mission was, and what I was learning in this lifetime, and what my greatest work was here to do and be and unfold over the decades. She just laid it out like a, I think of it as her accessing my life plan that I had made in the divine realm and laying it out in a numerology chart and saying, here, get over your grief. And look at all this because you agreed to all of this. And it changed my life in an hour. And it was 1980, so I needed to learn everything I could about numerology, and there was no Internet. <laughs> so I went to the bookstore. There was one book. <laughs> and I began my decades-long journey of studying numerology and learning and absorbing it and getting guidance from the higher guides about how to look at numerology as a sacred tool, not the way many numerologists talk about it. Instead, I've been shown from my teachers, my guides, that the soul chooses the lifetime and the soul chooses the birth path. No matter if the doctor had a scheduled cesarean for your birth, your soul was writing that date and time on his calendar for that cesarean. So we choose the entrance point and the exit point, and that is intentional. So you chose, Robert, that nine path going on, coming in for the ultimate combination of all of my soul's learning, applying it to love and compassion and forgiveness, the highest lessons, no matter how life may disappoint me down there. And you agreed to that path, and I agreed to my 22-4 hard-working path here to be one of the consciousness shifters. And as I've learned to work with the numbers in all these decades, I just say the numerology is a way to understand what your soul chose about your lifetime here. It's already planned before we get here. Um, yeah, and, and you know that I often joke with you know the with the idea of you know not only you know the fact that I chose to be here, but I chose the family, I chose a lot of right. things that were like you know again, what was I thinking? You know, but <laughs> again, when I when I look back though, you know, and you know when you mentioned the idea of unconditional love. You know, when you were talking about, you know, looking down on the globe and, you know, to me, um, the family, biological family is mm-hmm. what I believe, um, was quote, set up to teach mm-hmm. unconditional love, you know, in the sense that, you know, you know, Absolutely. a parent child, grandparent, grandparent child. Now, a lot of times, you know, one experiences that. You know, um, and and there are times one doesn't, you know, rec- you know, experience it, but realizes that that should be the case. So I mean, well, in a way that I it have is- a great story because I came into a family uh, in the early fifties where my mother definitely wanted a different kind of daughter. I was her firstborn child, and you know, she wanted a an acceptable. Uh, kind of young girl of the 50s, right? And <laughs> everything about me did not fit what she wanted. Like my hair wouldn't curl like she wanted that slip thing, you know. Like she, every, she tried to mold me. She could not love me for who I was or even all these years later for who I am. And mm-hmm. what I learned from that journey was spiritual seeking to find out when you can't get the love you think you should be getting from your mother, you go on a journey of trying to understand love. 
And what I've learned is that now I realize the only unconditional love available to us on earth comes from the divine realms, and it pours through our crown chakra, fills ourselves with unconditional love, the God moment of seeing the beauty and everything and everyone, and then we send that unconditional love out to the world from our heart chakra. And if you feel someone is not giving you love, the only answer is you're here to pour that unconditional love out to others. That's the lesson. Mm. And if your parents couldn't love you, what great teachers they are. They set you on the journey of learning to find that you are the source of unconditional love. Yeah, yeah. It, it is, it's funny how, you know, we learn um, what we need to by kind of a negative aspect, you know, in, in a sense, yeah. you know, that um, like my mother was a w- wonderful teacher in negativity. I mean, she, she was a master <laughs> in negativity. My mother was. She still is a master of negativity. <laughs> uh, so, you know, on my path, it's like, you know, I have learned to, yeah. you know, search for positivity and, and right. you know, incorporate positivity and, you know, all of that kind of thing. So, I mean, it was, you know, it's kind of like, uh, anyways, but it's funny how... You know, how, I uh, often tell uh, my clients and students that, um, you know, our mothers are often a sole agreement that says, I will watch how my mother lives and navigates through life because it will show me who I don't want to be anymore in my own soul's journey. So my mother illuminated for me my darkest, most negative tendencies so that I would never go there again. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I can. Well, um, I, I want to get to, um, I did mention there were, yes. there were three people on hold. So yes. let me go ahead and bring them in before we, we run out of time. Okay. So the first person that I have is uh, Miranda, and mm-hmm. Miranda's birth date is 09, September 6, 1965. All right. Is Miranda here? Is, hey, Miranda. Thank you. Hi, Sue. Hi, Robert. Thank you so much. I'm a little familiar, so I think that my birth past I know is nine, and my personal year is four. And so I know it's supposed to be right. Let me jump in and tell you my read on it, because I always ask for higher guidance for it as well. Of course. You You came in as the Virgo nine. Your first tendency was to see all the cracks in the world, see what was wrong with the world, and sometimes turn that on yourself, seeing what's wrong with you. But as an old soul nine, like Robert, it's a final lifetime of passing the test. And for you, passing the test of pouring that unconditional love and compassion first on yourself, beautiful Miranda, and then on the world as it is in all of its broken places. And hoping that See, the nine path also brings with it a lot of skills, a lot of competency, because you've been here many lifetimes. And so you can get lost because anything you put your mind to do, you can be good at. And I've always told people it's so much harder to navigate the world when you're good at everything, because then it's so much harder to find your unique purpose. But, Miranda, you came to be the person who makes a difference in the world, a humanitarian, either running a nonprofit or becoming an alternative healer of some kind, but you came to be able to go to bed at night saying, I've really, really helped the world today. The other thing that's significant, and then I'll shut up, is that you are in the second Saturn return. We talked about how we have this big wake-up call in our first Saturn return, our late 20s, where we go, wait a minute, who am I? Why am I here? And often we see it then, but we can't quite get to it. We get bogged down in career and money-making and family, and then we come back up in our late 50s, and the soul goes, hey, do you remember who you knew you were? 
now we're going to kick that up to the next level, and you're going to bring it to the world loud and proud. So unless you're already on path, which then the Saturn return becomes boosting your work up to a huge new level in the world. And you're also not just in a four-personal year, Miranda. You're in a twenty-two-slash-four-personal year. This should be an extraordinary year for you of kicking your work up to the next level. Uh-huh. Well, let's hope so. Do you think anything <laughs> <Tell> moving? <laughs> I'm trying to move. I've actually moving had my property. Next year. Moving happens in 2024, next year. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I We tried last year, and we were hoping this year would be it. Um, we even have our property on the market and are looking very seriously to where we want to move to. Um, well, here's the hmm. thing. Next year, 2024, is a five-personal year for you. So it's going to be a year of great change, great movement, adventure. All the things you're wanting to happen are happening and unfolding starting in January, but you'll feel it coming in and shifting the energy in the fall around October, November, December. So you'll probably get, get that contract on your new house in November or December, and then the moving vans get you there in January. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or, or you know, like moving is a big deal, so you know that could probably take time and wear me out, and and, right. and uh, start the new journey next year. I mean, so it could hopefully yeah. still happen. Yes, yes. Very good. Right. What do you do for a living? I I am actually a healer. Yes, I've been very clear about my life purpose. I've had guidance, spiritual, divine guidance, and I've been directed on my path. So I've been fortunate. Um, I, I I do uh, counseling work. And, oh, perfect. Uh, yes, yes, yes. So, yeah. So just looking to up level. Um, you know. Um, Are you writing like a book, can, or have you written a book? I've been told I'm going to write a book. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. that is very important. That's what this Saturn return is calling you to do. To write oh. your stories of healing from your clients and from your I beautiful see. perspective. I see. Yeah, I haven't been called to do it as of yet, but I'm sure it'll kick in. Because um, yes, everyone mm-hmm. tells me that there's a book in you <laughs> when they when yeah. coming out. <laughs> well, so that, well that, Miranda, yeah, I, have to, I have to tell you, Miranda, yeah. I was told in 1994 yeah. that I was going to write uh-huh. a book. And it uh-huh. didn't come out until 2012. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, uh-huh. it won't be as long. But I, hope you know, and I, tried for, I tried for years, but uh, it didn't work until it, it, you know, the inspiration came. So I'm sure you will you know, be guided. That's, it. that's right. it, Robert. You have to you have to wait for the inspiration, and just, and then everything flows. And yeah, yeah, I, I do feel I do feel changes in the air, and um, I feel very excited about the future and. And uh, I, I do see good things happening. So, Mary, any anything else that I should be aware of, Sue? Um, you know, in the Saturn return, when we're on the Virgo 9 path, as you are, it's definitely a time of taking everything you've learned from this whole long, amazing life that you've led and turning it into your healing tools that you're offering the world large. Now, I know you said you're a counselor and a healer, but the Saturn return is pushing you to to do what we all hate to think about doing, you know, getting that website, that YouTube channel, those books out. You're you're an old soul, Miranda. You agree Mm -hmm. to be one of the teachers here. I know, I know. I, that's why I feel like change is coming. I've sort of been doing everything, but like in my quiet way. <laughs> right. I, well, well quiet I'm isn't allowed. Quiet isn't allowed in the second Saturn return. <laughs> oh, a good, good warning. Well, thank you for giving me that heads up. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, you know, Miranda. I thank you both. Yeah, I was just going to say very quickly. Yes, for me, I need to be in that right frame of mind and my home and my mm-hmm. space really affects me so I'm hoping I'll, I'll move right. and, and then you know everything will flow and I'll because yeah. I need to be I need to have that space yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I understand. well thank you 
Thank you both. Thank, thank you very you, much, Hubbard, and thank you, Sue. Blessings to you both. Blessings. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's great. That was really good. <laughs> um, let me go ahead and, and move on to the other, because we have two more and we got ten minutes. So um, the okay. second, the next one is Stacy, and Stacy's okay. birth date is 12-16-1972. Hello, Stacy. Hello. Hi, I'm here. Hi. Great. Hey, Stacy. Do you know anything Hello. about numerology? I love it. <laughs> so, I hope that you know you're a Sagittarius 11 Master Soul on the 11 Master Soul Path. Do you know that? No, I didn't know that was a Sagittarius. <laughs> I didn't know about the 11. <laughs> No, you're on this very sacred path, and I urge you to get my sacred numerology workbook. It's only $5.99 on Amazon. It'll help you understand how I came up with your sacred 11 birth path. But what it means, beautiful Stacy, is that you're so intuitive, so similar to me, so sensitive, and so aware of other people's pain, you can channel in angel guidance for others. You could be a tarot reader, whatever outlet you want to use for it. Your intuition is powerful. And then a little bit with that Sagittarius wrapped around it, it can be a challenge because it goes against the energy of your 11 sensitivity. So in other words, your arc of learning in this lifetime is to move from being out in the world trying to shut off your sensitivity, just being with others and finding your enjoyment in, in the world of connection, which you're so good at, but finally learning to turn within and trust your intuitive guidance and then use it to heal and help others. Okay. Yep. That makes Are you there? Yes. <laughs> Do you know your intuitive guidance? Do you oh, use yeah. your intuition consciously? At times. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do for a living? I'm in the healthcare field. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that whatever you do, you sense what a patient needs, right? Oh, and yes. And it drives me like, why? It's like <laughs> I feel. And I'm like, well, why? You know, but. It makes sense. I, I, I literally feel, yes, I do. You feel what they are feeling and what they need. So right. that's so beautiful. So let me tell you, the gift of the 11 path soul is that this world is going to drive you crazy because other people can't feel the way you feel. You know, they don't have that same sensitivity, that same intuition. But you're moving into your second Saturn return, like we just talked about Miranda being in hers. In the next few years, you're moving into yours. And next year, 2024, you're in a nine personal year, an end of a cycle. You may be quitting that job, letting go of that kind of work next year, deciding that your sensitivity makes it too hard to do that. And the following year, you, create, you start a whole new cycle of your life, the best ever cycle of your life, and mm -hmm. it, it, emerge, it merges with the second Saturn return of your late 50s, and I can't wait to hear that you're some sort of an angel card reader or an intuitive helper <laughs> or an energy worker, you know, and that you've really shifted up as the master soul that you are. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm ready to shift. You know, it's like I keep asking, what am I here to do? I have so many things I'm drawn to, but it's on the spiritual level. Always <laughs> spiritual but, that, but that's good, Stacy. You can make a living. I know many people who make a living as a intuitive reader or a Reiki healer, working with energy, working with sensitivity and intuition. And look at me. I make my living doing this. So it's very possible. So this year, 
try to get certified in, you know, maybe Reiki or some sort of intuitive work or uh, anything that appeals to you. Get trained in it. Get certified in it, even while you're working this other job. So that next year when your nine year hits and it's the end of a cycle, when our nine years hit, whether we like it or not, we're going to go through a change. So that job may just disappear, you know. And mm-hmm. But then you're already going to have this new work that you've already been putting in place and getting a website built, and then you just start seeing clients and you're in business. Okay. Well, well thank you, Stacey. I, I appreciate you thank calling you. in. And, and I want to go ahead and get to our, our last caller. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And get to our last caller since we're um, getting close to the end of the show. But um, anyway, the, the next caller, the last caller we'll be able to take today is um, Maddie, M-A-T-T-I-E. <laughs> and uh, her birthday is January 7, 1945. So she's already been through that second solar return cycle. All right. <laughs> Hi, Maddie. You there? Uh, yes, I am. Yes. Hi. Great. Hi, Maddie. Um, Hi. It's so funny. We we definitely have a theme for today because um, uh, unless I've made a mistake here, let me just re-add it to make sure. You're a Capricorn 9 path, right? Uh, that's That's correct. Yes. Yeah, so we couldn't have more nine paths. I always know there's a theme in the show, you know. <laughs> like of all the paths that I could call in, the majority of them, including Robert, are nine paths today. So, uh, so that's on purpose. <laughs> the, pow- the powerful nine. <laughs> that's right. And the powerful nine, as you've heard me talking, it's about an old soul coming, choosing to come in to make a difference, to be the humanitarian, to be able to go to bed at night feeling that you've done good work in the world, helpful work. But here's what you have working against you, (laughs) the Capricorn energy of being practical and left brain and earthbound, and all of those things are very good at making you successful, but guess what they're not helpful with? owning and embracing your higher purpose, your spirituality, but you're old enough in the journey that by now, hopefully, you've lifted up your grip on that practical reality and you're embracing your old soul wisdom. Would you say that's true? Uh, yeah, it is true. I'm, I'm more into spiritual, the spiritual body and uh, not so much the physical anymore, more the spiritual mm-hmm. and the emotional body. So good. It means you've really accomplished this beautiful soul mission in this lifetime, Maddie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What are, you, what are you doing for a living, if anything? Well, I, um, I, have, um, I have done uh, a lot of things, and, um, and I found out with me, for me, I I I was one of those people that loved freelancing. Mm-hmm. And when I read the book called The Secret Language of Destiny, and I read all about me, and it just fits so well that I'm an originality mm-hmm. person, and mm-hmm. I just I just can't be bogged down. It seemed like I start one thing. And it's like, hmm, I do it for however long, then I let go and I do something else. It's like, um, mm-hmm. I would say that. Um, so here's you know, another that, way to look at it, Maddie. You're always the old soul in the room. So answering to a boss who may be much less evolved, less wise than you, was never going to work for you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because of the nine paths? Yes. Uh, because of the seven or the nine paths? Because of the nine paths that you're on. The nine paths. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Think of it this way. You came to be the bridge between two worlds, to have one foot in the physical, practical world and the other foot in the divine, spiritual world, helping people understand mm-hmm. that we are not just stuck here in the physical. 
You could be a hospice worker, uh, a medium, a grief intuitive. You're here to help people understand there is no death, that the spirit is eternal. And I hope that you've maybe studied some of those things or you might be willing to explore those things, but you would have a great gift in those areas. Well, it's amazing that you said that because I was told um, someone did mention that you could walk, help walk people over. That's I, right. Oh, I say help walk That's people right. over. I say, oh my God! But I do know. I say, oh my God! I don't want to do that. I thought <laughs> I want to be where I want to be where they are dancing and having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I know, spoken like a Capricorn, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, but, uh, I urge you. But I do to... help people. I do mm-hmm. help people, like friends and family. Um, mm-hmm. I, their friends have came back to me and said, "Oh my God, uh, you told me blah blah this, blah blah that." And as I mm-hmm. told you, she said, "You told me." And I say, "When? When? I don't recall." <laughs> and it's, and they uh, say, "You were so right, blah blah blah." <laughs> and I have a I have a niece that. Uh, I um, kind of re kind of reacquainted, um, kind of um, reconnected um, Father's Day at a barbecue, yeah. and she's been calling. She say, "I don't know, Auntie, why why I'm just not talking to you? I I need." <laughs> it's like she now she realized that she enjoys talking to me. That um, I need to put my life back on track. And she yeah. feels as though that I'm the one that could help you her. You can help her. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And I thought, wow, me? And I and I said, oh, okay. <laughs> she said, I don't know where I've been, Auntie. I don't know where I've been. I don't know why I didn't have not spoke to talk to you uh, before now, you know, on the regular. <laughs> and it's like, okay, okay. So everything good. happens when it's time. That's right. Spoken like you know, a wise old soul. And Maggie, the yeah. fact the fact that people the fact that people don't remember you don't remember telling these people just kind of to me shows that you know just in your daily interaction with people that you're providing that kind of divine guidance that it's not really necessarily coming from you but through you right you know that right. that you don't remember it but 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 it's happening yeah. so yeah that's exactly I right that. Yeah, I realize that it be channeling through me. It's just come yeah. out of nowhere. And another thing that I realize too that I think my my angels or guys are with me all the time because I'm yeah. constantly getting that little voice speaking to me. Yeah. And I thought, hmm. So I, become that kind of a healer. Do it all day. The world needs you, Matthew. So I so I do you realize I I've I've heard that so many times but why am I stubborn? <laughs> Capricorn, <laughs> there's no other answer. <laughs> Capricorn is such an earthy earthy energy, very stubborn, and I'm a Virgo, which is an earth energy, so I can say that. <laughs> yeah, well, well, Maddie. Continue to provide that guidance, Maddie, and I really appreciate you calling and talking with us. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you both. And I'm going to ponder that and maybe uh, come out of this stubbornness and and get busy (laughs) because I've been told that so many times. Even my college Mm -hmm. doctor told me, women need you, Maddie. Do you realize that you are a healer? Women need you. And I thought, wow. So, so the next time, the next Aww. time you get that message of why me, you know, or that kind of thing, just say, stand down, Capricorn. Stand That's down. right. That's right. Stand down, Capricorn. I love that. Yeah. Okay. All right. You have a okay. great day. Thank, Thank you, you so much. That. that was that was definitely an enlightenment. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. You guys have. Thank you. Well, Sue, I appreciate you, you know, taking that little extra time here, you know, to, to speak with with Maddie and um, with Very us. Fun. And, and, and I appreciate it. Now, now, if people want to contact you, um, you're on social media. Yeah, I'm Sue Frederick, 
on Facebook. Um, and they can also go to my website that has links to all my social media, which is um, suefrederick.com. And my books are all on Amazon. And anybody who just listened and is interested in my numerology, that Sacred Numerology Workbook is only $5.99 on Amazon, and it can help you figure out your birth path and where you are in your journey, just like we did with our callers today. Great. And I also do want to let people know, too, that you have a wonderful YouTube channel so that they can go and, and watch you in your glory. <laughs> so, yeah, it's Sue Frederick. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you for your time today, Sue. I really appreciate um, you spending with us and, and enlightening us. It's been a joy. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Again, everyone, today my special guest has been Sue Frederick, and you can find out more by visiting her website, which is suefrederick.com, and that's S-U-E-F-E-D-F-R-E-D-E-R-I-C-K.com. And I want to thank you all for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, Amazon Music, and Audible. To follow our show on any of those platforms, visit ByteRadio.me and select the one you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.